from Insurance Business. Here's your weekly global news roundup for October 17th to 21st, 2022. I'm Steve Randall. News from Canada and Hurricane Fiona has resulted in $660 million in insured damage, according to CAT-IQ initial estimates. Hurricane Fiona is considered the costliest extreme weather event in Atlantic Canada and the 10th largest in Canada regarding insured damages, surpassing the 2011 Slave Lake wildfire. The catastrophic weather event made landfall in Atlantic Canada on September 24, 2022, with maximum wind gusts exceeding 100 kilometres per hour. Despite the record-breaking total of insured damage, CAT-IQ noted that many affected residents live in high-risk flood areas and floodplains where residential flood insurance is unavailable. As a result, the government will handle the significant costs resulting from the disaster. Meanwhile, in Australia, insurers can self-finance claims stemming from the ongoing flooding in some parts of the country as the scale of the weather event is unlikely to trigger catastrophe reinsurance cover, according to S&P Global Ratings. The Insurance Council of Australia declared a significant event for the catastrophic floods in Victoria, New South Wales and northern Tasmania. With the significant event considered to be of lower magnitude than a catastrophe event, S&P believes insurers' earnings will only slightly erode. S&P noted that insurers' setting of natural peril allowances has been insufficient for some time, resulting in rising premium rates and reinsurance costs. Additionally, weather events such as the recent floods further constrain the availability and affordability of flood insurance in Australia. However, S&P claims that direct fiscal costs to governments and damage to the economy will remain manageable. At its 10th Motor Day, Allianz addressed the question of how sustainable car insurance can be, calling for an increase in so-called green repairs to vehicles. The discussions at the Allianz Motor Day event focused on how electromobility can be a driver for decarbonisation on both the products and services sides and how CO2 emissions can be reduced through sustainable claims management. A majority of motor vehicle collision damages are small to medium-sized, mainly affecting exterior parts of the vehicle. For these damages, there are green repair options, repairing the damaged part rather than replacing it with a new one. The production of a new part has a significantly higher CO2 footprint than a repair, Allianz said. Another method for ensuring more sustainable claims management is the standardised certification of workshops in European markets according to sustainability criteria, the firm said. The European Union climate law stipulates that Europe should become climate neutral by 2050 and there should be at least a 55% reduction in greenhouse gas emissions by 2030 compared to 1990 levels. Despite an incredibly turbulent period marked by high inflation, political tensions and fears of a recession, America's insurance CEOs are very positive about the industry's immediate outlook, according to a new survey by KPMG, which surveyed some 1,300 CEOs from across the globe, including 130 CEOs of insurance companies, with almost half based in the US. The report found that 90% of insurance CEOs in the US are confident in the growth prospects of the industry over the next three years. It also noted that 59% described their organisation's appetites for M&A as high, which means they're likely to acquire more businesses for growth within the next three years. When asked which economic factors were their top concerns, insurance CEOs identified rising interest rates, inflation, the anticipated recession and the ongoing pandemic. In addition, 90% of CEOs said that they are anticipating a recession in the next 12 months, while 54% said that the recession would be mild and short. 79% of insurance CEOs have agreed that a recession is expected and that they've prepared for it. Nature-based solutions could play a significant part in the energy transition, according to a new report from Zurich Insurance Group. 
The world is further from its goal to keep global temperature rise below 2 degrees in 2022 than in previous years, according to Zurich's climate change scorecard. Russia's war against Ukraine has pushed energy security to the top of the political agenda at the expense of the energy transition, the firm said. In the short term, at least, countries are hitting pause on their energy transition plans, which could exacerbate climate change. The report says that the voluntary carbon market could play a more significant role in combating climate change. However, this would require a common metric to demonstrate the impact of projects that absorb carbon while benefiting nature and local communities. Zurich sees the alignment of the voluntary carbon market with biodiversity as vital given the urgency of meeting net zero targets. However, the company also pointed out the risk of valuing one aspect of nature, carbon, more highly than others, and the need to promote the full biocomplexity of ecosystems to promote environmental health and resilience. A globally agreed upon biodiversity metric is vital in order to transform the voluntary carbon market into a driver for positive biodiversity outcomes, Zurich said. Workplaces are facing multiple challenges and generational requirements that are exacerbating the war for talent. IB Talk in the US recently spoke to Jeff Arnold, founder of Rightshore, who shared insights into how to recruit and retain talent and how managing different generations can be hard to navigate. There currently exist in the workplace four different generations, Boomer, Gen X, Millennial, and Gen Z. Also, coming up is Gen Alpha, right? And if you're in retail or the frontline space, you'll start working alongside Gen Alphas real soon, within you know two to four years. And the big difference, the generational difference is, as a leader, as a manager, you have to Use a different skill set in how you approach, retain, recruit, manage, correct each of these different generations. And I'll just go to the opposite ends. If you ask a baby boomer to give you eight hours, they'll probably give you 10 hours and check in all along the way to make sure everything's in, in the order that you want and that it is effectively executed, right? That is a skill set that they've learned over time. Well, the Gen Z generation, the latest ones in, haven't learned those skill sets yet. It's not bad, but also the mentality is eight hours is eight hours. It's it's not so readily relevant for them to go two extra hours, right? They have this different, not bad, different life-work balance. And it's not all about pouring your soul into the corporate world anymore. It's about this balance. And so uh, just to quickly summarize this, if you manage or lead any any of these generations, you have to address each generation different and use different words, right? I mean, you have to use softer words the, the younger down the generation you go. It's not bad. It's just real. And so just you should be aware of it that no one size fits all email, no one size fits all communique, no one size fits all message will resonate with all generations. You have to speak directly and distinctly to them. There are more of Jeff's insights on talent management in the full episode on our podcast channels. These are just some of the global and regional stories covered by Insurance Business this week. For more, visit our website, insurancebusinessmag.com.